Well, hello there and welcome back to the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a more compassionate plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. In this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we welcome Jen Rayow of Clear Your Life. Now, Clear Your Life was founded on the belief that simplified beautiful living space will not only reduce stress, but allow you to create better relationships, work and fulfillment in your life. It's all connected. I always, always say that. I truly believe that. Jen recently wrote an article titled The Ultimate Intentional Living Roadmap, where she discusses how we can design our lives to be more in line with our values. So whether it's finally making the decision to go plant-based or starting that business, or finishing that writing project, or how many things do you have? I mean, there's just so many things that can just sit there and Mm -hmm. you kind of beat yourself up because you're not really making strides towards that. Well, Jen is going to walk us through how to set our intentions and create a workable plan for ourselves. But before we get into our interview, let's hear about this exciting product. Back in episode 209 of the Vegetarian Zen podcast, we interviewed Andy Hayes, the founder of Plum Deluxe Tea. He talked to us all about tea in general and about owning a tea business, but he also shared his view that tea is more than just a drink. It's a lifestyle. And he says some of the most enjoyable moments are the small things like sleeping in, reading a good book, going on a long walk, or catching up with an old friend over a cup of tea. And that's where Plum Deluxe comes in. Their teas are fresh, organic, and fair trade. They take great pride in using the best flavoring products on the planet and avoiding harsh chemicals and bizarre fake flavorings to provide an amazing tea experience. Some of their staff favorites include Gratitude Blend, which is a strawberry Earl Grey, Lavender Daydream White Tea, which combines mango, peach, and floral flavors, that's kind of hard to say, floral, yeah, floral flavors, flavors. <laughs> and caramel almond black tea. To learn more, visit vegetarianzen.com forward slash plum deluxe and enter coupon code VZ at checkout for 10% off online purchases. That 10% off applies to all purchases except their tea of the month club membership. That's vegetarianzen.com forward slash plum deluxe. All right, are we ready to get into the interview? Let's do it. Jen Rayow is a professional organizer who specializes in decluttering. She helps people clear their mind, home, and spirit by simplifying their lives. In 2017, she downsized her life and moved into a 112-square-foot tiny home on wheels with her husband and cat. I could not do that. No way. (laughs) After traveling full-time for two years, they're now settled in Squamish British... British... Squamish, British (laughs) Columbia, where Jen continues to share her fresh, approachable take on simple living, organizing, and intentional living. Without further ado, let's bring Jen on the show. Welcome to the show, Jen. Vicki and Larissa, thanks so much for having me. Welcome. And it's I'm so it's it's so nice to finally quote meet you, like like virtually meet you. (laughs) Yeah, a lot about you from Vicky. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so Jen, why don't you start out by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm a Canadian woman living in Squamish, British Columbia. Um, I've most recently started calling myself an intentional organizer. Um, So I do help people with professional organizing, 
but I'm a lot more interested in the magical, life-changing, decluttering and changing your physical space to really have a big effect on your life um, kind of work. So I blog and I love coming on podcasts like this and um, a little bit of background uh, is that I've lived tiny since 2018. So my husband and I moved into a converted box truck. So it looks like a bread delivery truck, um, but the inside looked like an apartment. Um, so for two years, we lived full time and traveled full time. And now we've quote unquote settled down in the beautiful adventurous town of Squamish. And we have upgraded to a 300 square foot fifth wheel, which Ooh. is like living in a mansion for us <laughs> compared to the size of our last rig. So we like uh, traveling and living tiny and living with less while living a big adventurous life. That's awesome. You know, I had a friend who actually uh, lived in a, on a boat. Oh, so cool. I love she, it. Uh, yeah. In Virginia <laughs> Beach, off of Virginia Beach. And she would, she just said the whole mindset is completely different about the things you bring into your life. You know, she was like, do I really need that? Or because you really had to pay attention to every inch of, of whatever it is that you were bringing into your space. Yeah, we have a little bit more wiggle room now, but especially in the last rig, there was nowhere to hide. Like I decluttered my husband's garlic press. I was like, we don't use this enough. It's going like <laughs> there's not enough room for this ice cream scoop. It's out. So we still joke about that. But yeah, it really is a different mindset. And I think that's what we love about living this lifestyle so much is you really have to stay focused and on purpose um, or else it'll spiral out of control. We've never lived in huge houses. Like the last house that we owned was 600 square feet. Uh, so we have a thing for tiny buildings. I don't know, but yeah. Well, well it makes that, you think. Oh, sorry, gonna, go ahead, Larissa. I was going to say, it's good that uh, you found each other because that's a very specific uh, type of person. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, our, our 2,000 square foot house is... Um, it's my, my disaster, you know, and Vicki has her room that she can go in and close the door and she's got her music in there and her guitars and everything. But yeah, I'm, I'm just a kind of a, a tornado, you know, that comes through <laughs> daily. Um, but I can't, I can't even imagine doing that. So kudos to you. I mean, I, I would love to be able to say, oh yeah, I can totally do that. No way. <laughs> well, and I don't think it is for everyone. And I, I love sharing my story, but I never want it to come across as pressure that like, oh, everyone should be an extreme minimalist. And oh, you're a bad person if you want to shop or if you have yes. things. And I really, really don't believe in that. Um, but funny enough with my husband, when we were first traveling full time, when he would tell people what we were up to, the first comment was always, wow, you're so lucky your wife let you do that and he was like uh yeah it was her idea nice try though <laughs> you know that's a great point you bring up because you know one of the reasons and we, we talked before about why we wanted to have you on the show is because vegetarian zen the concept we really wanted it to be you know it is about living a plant-based lifestyle no matter where you are on your journey uh, very much the same mindset like you said we're all in different places and what we do with that 
makes might make sense to some it might be make sense and be doable for somebody to be 100% raw vegan and mm-hmm. maybe for others it just means a meatless monday you know yeah. there's a big spectrum there so i really i really like what you said about you know paying attention to your own circumstances your own way of living and like you said being intentional yes. so i i do want to talk a little bit about that cuz you recently wrote an article uh on living an intentional living roadmap an ultimate intentional living roadmap. And in that you, you talk about, uh, you know, you give a, a, a roadmap for living more in line with your values. And, and I really like the way it comes across in a way that's not about beating up yourself. So for example, right before the show, Larissa and I were looking in our closet for a wire that <laughs> we're going through boxes of stuff and it didn't make me feel good you know so i know like that's there's some cleaning out it, it i think it can mess with your mind you know it really can mess with your mind so this comes this conversation comes very timely for me too because i think it's time for us to do some cleaning out you need to talk a little bit about like what inspired you to put together this roadmap and a little bit about the roadmap itself sure i the biggest inspiration for me honestly was this was the first blog post I wrote after Black Lives Matter exploded in June. And I really took a step back. So I'm a white woman. And I really took a step back and was like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to stop myself from creating content and from putting myself out there. But I want the next thing that I write to be more in alignment with how I'm feeling about us making decisions that will help the help the world, not just help ourselves. And then this idea of intentional living, um, which I believe I do, (laughs) um, came into play. And I was like, okay, I can really work with this. And I'm writing from an inspired place. Um, And then I decided to make it a roadmap because I started writing the draft of it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so long. I have so much to say, which you know is always such a great Um, signal if you're a content creator that you have so much to say about a topic you're like okay I'm on the right track so I decided to break it down into three phases just to make it as simple as possible I think that a term like intentional living can sound really overwhelming for someone who doesn't know what it is or um, is curious but is feeling not great about where their life is at and I um, thought okay well I can make this map so that whether you're starting at the beginning or the middle um, or the end, that you can just place yourself and, and work from there. I'm really proud of it. I think it's, I think it's neat. Well, yeah, it's and what really, I think it's... I'm sorry, go ahead, Larissa. That's okay. Oh, it's, it, this is the hard thing about not being in the same room where we can't see each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I was going to say, it's, it really is, you can tell that you put you know, a lot of, of organization and a lot of thought and a lot of work into it. Um, but I like the, like you said, the fact that it is in phases. So it's not overwhelming because for, like for someone for, like me, I get totally overwhelmed when somebody says, okay, here's a project, do this, you know, right. and I'm like, oh my God, I can't do that. And, you know, so I'll just like go take a nap. And so, but I like that, and we'll talk about the phases of your roadmap, um, but I like the fact that you explain everything so clearly and it's broken down into really actionable steps. The thing I like about a roadmap too is that you can revisit it because you are in different places at different times. So like I just said, if you're someone who's thinking, oh, I just, you know what, I... 
really want to cut down on my meat consumption, whatever it may be, whether it be that you just feel a little out of alignment with your values or your health or whatever reason that might be, you may start out with a meatless Monday. And as you, if you progress, if you decide to go into vegetarian or veganism, um, that changes, but that doesn't mean that, I mean, having a framework to work from where you can like come back and revisit, we're just not the same people at different times in our lives. And it's always helpful to have something to work from to revisit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a great point because even with how I've been living, I've been on this path for about 11 or 12 years now, and I still always go back to my intention. I always go back and recheck in with my values and make sure that how I'm living is lining up with what I believe in. And what I believe in is very different than 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that when I first started this, I learned, say, about gratitude. And I was like, okay, well, right now, uh, you know, 11 years ago, my belief was I should be happy about everything, good vibes all the time, you know, uh, put on a smiley face. And that got me so far. And it really brought my life up a level, but I reached a certain point where I was like, okay, well, that's not enough anymore. Like and I needed to start digging, digging through the shadow side, I would call it. Um, you know, so, and still I'm just changing. We're all changing. That's what we do. We're human. So. Right. Yeah, well, and it, and it goes, you know, as you, get older as we mm-hmm. all are um mm-hmm. things things happen things change your you know your intentions and your values may change and uh i think then situationally with you know everything that's been going on in the world lately and it's it's crazy and there's a pandemic and there you know there's all sorts of stuff and racial injustice and and you know so yeah it really does it's important that you take a step back and, you know, reevaluate your intentions, reevaluate, you know, what you want to get behind and what you can let go of and, and the boundaries that you set and that, you know, maybe it's too much, maybe it's not enough. And so I think that's really important. Hey, Jen, I don't know if we mentioned this, but you're plant-based also, correct? Yes, I have been vegetarian, lacto-ovo-vegetarian since 2006. Oh, wow. I had dabbled with it before. I've also dabbled with veganism. So I think the longest I've gone pure vegan was six months. But I always, for me right now, I come back to the level I'm at is straight vegetarianism. And there's there's no doubt, there's no thinking about it. That's just that is how I eat and behave in the world um, without even having to try it all. So, and the same with my husband. Um, Mm, So again, like we both live tiny and we both don't eat meat. So we're lucky. I was going to say that probably makes it easier. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if it's okay with you, let's talk a little bit about the phases. You have three phases and phase Mm -hmm. one is intentional living foundation. Can you talk a little bit about what, what goes into that? Yeah, absolutely. So the the beginning of a good roadmap should always start with setting a foundation. I think so often we just want to jump into something new, give it our all, try something really extreme, and then we might burn out. So I love, love, love the mindset and pre-work of setting a good foundation for what you're trying to achieve. Um, so so in this phase, I walk you through setting proper intentions, defining your values, 
um, setting healthy boundaries. So what I found is that um, when you're afraid to say no, you end up living life for other people. And in order to live with intention and need, you like, it has to be for you. Your decisions have to be for you. Um, and like, I'm almost 40. And so I find that my parents' generation, there's really this realm of doing anything for your family, doing things out of guilt, being afraid to say no. Um, and that's something that I, that probably out of the foundations is the one that I'm still working on the most. Um, but yes, this phase is about getting really clear on um, setting yourself up for success and doing the pre-work, uh, lots of journal work and love journaling questions and reflection questions. Um, so that's how it all begins. Cool. Yeah. And I like, I like what you're saying about um, being realistic too, because I think sometimes we can go, oh, I'm going 100% raw vegan you know, and that's I tried that. Okay, I did too. Two days. <laughs> I think I went for two hours. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, that yeah, and that's, I that's think a that's, no that's for me. that's where the journal work comes in too I think because Mm -hmm. you you can get a lot out of what does it mean for me and and this is where I think you know when you set this as a foundation why it's so important because if you set unrealistic expectations in your foundation the whole thing's going to crumble you're just going to give up and this is what we talk a lot about in vegetarian zen and why we were very welcoming with people who are flexitarian or you know just trying to have a meatless monday or whatever is because if you set yourself up to, to do this, you're going to go, forget it. I, I can't do it. And rather than just doing what you can, you know? Yeah, I really think that extremism in these cases just shuts more people out than allowing people to learn and grow mm-hmm. at their own pace. So I feel like we're really in alignment on that on that piece. Like that just For sure. clear your life, definitely. And the community, I mean, the community yeah. is incredible that, you know, in our closed Facebook group, the Peas and Carrots group, they're very welcoming. We have some people that have been vegan for over 30 years, you know, of their life and are still very understanding of someone who comes in new asking a question innocently that they didn't know. I hate mm-hmm. to see people get slammed for just asking questions when they're trying mm-hmm. to learn, you know, so it's really important we find safe spaces for ourselves, which to one of your points is about setting healthy boundaries. If, you know, we feel like we're being you know, attacked or, you know, I've been in certain Facebook groups too, where mostly as an observer, just to kind of, you know, get in on some of the chats, but wow. I mean, it's, you're really going against the, the, what you're trying to, the cause you're trying to support if you're Mm -hmm. shaming someone, you know, so really setting those boundaries for yourself, like you said, to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that can support you versus people that are going to discourage you from your goals. Yes. And then the last step that I'd left out for phase one is um, really stepping back and reevaluating your relationship with the media. So I studied advertising um, and have a diploma in it. And it's so funny because now like the way I use it the most is to make sure that people understand like not to believe advertising (laughs) and like how how much work is put into having us believe that we need to look a certain way to buy a certain thing to own you know it's just it's all made up and I for me intentional living is brushing that all aside and again it's not about not shopping it's not about like um 
I never want to be the kind of minimalist that's like, money doesn't buy happiness. You shouldn't, you know, only greedy people love money or want to buy things. Like, no, treating yourself and buying yourself nice things, um, you know, that's a really respectful, fun thing to do, but it's how you do it and it's why you do it. So we also dig into that in the in the blog post quite a bit. But just about shopping on purpose and with purpose instead of just going through the motions or buying things because you don't want to be left out. Like that to me is a very unintentional use of your money and your buying power in this world to be like, well, I'm just going to buy something because it's the cool thing to do. Like, no, put your money into companies that you believe in, into products that you believe in. um, And you'll feel so much better about your purchases and you'll probably end up buying less, which then leads into the less clutter thing though. Yeah, and that align with your values too, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. So talking about editing and clearing, uh, that's what phase two is all about in your your roadmap. So let's talk about that. And we're talking about clearing. So clearing physical clutter, clearing mental clutter, and then your finances. Yes. And star asterisk, I am not a financial advisor or a financial professional. I am just giving advice based on my own personal experience and and in the uh, roadmap I give, I point to professionals. Um, just gotta say that, you know. But uh, this part, this is actually, I love this part of the roadmap because this is where you're taking real physical and inspired action every day to take what you, the work that you've done in the foundation and now you're bringing it into your everyday life. Um, so when I started Clear Your Life, I was pretty much only writing about decluttering. Um, I find decluttering fascinating. Um, just a little bit of backstory. I do not come from a clutter-free home. Um, my family, I come from a family of collectors um, who have a really hard time letting go of their things. Growing up, we shopped as a family pastime. You know, that was what we would do for the day, would go to as many stores as possible. Um, So it's really taken a lot of unlearning in my adult life. Um, And then especially after my husband and I did the ultimate downsize, which again, I'm not saying everyone has to do. I mean, it was fun and it was what worked for us. But clearing your physical belongings, what you don't need, or what you don't like out of your living space is the quickest, most powerful way to see and feel results in your life right away. Like literally, as soon as it's out, you're going to walk back in and be like, oh man, I feel better. Um, So I love, love the decluttering piece of it. And there's so many different ways that you can declutter. Um, My personal favorite way and how I help clients that I'm not actually in their homes and doing it with or for them. But if you're doing it on your own, um, whether you've tried before and gotten stuck or um, it just feels overwhelming to you, I really recommend having a picking a small area. So you're picking a small area of your home that you know, okay, once this one little, one shelf, one drawer, your fridge, your freezer, like one closet, one half of your closet, like tiny, tiny areas that you can define the beginning and the end so that it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm just 
trying and trying and trying and nothing's happening, you can say, all right, I'm going to do this drawer. Yes, I did this drawer. You know, like I love that kind of one step at a time and it builds a lot of consistency. And honestly, that's how I did it. It was many, many, many little uh, projects strung over time, but that's, that's literally how I decluttered my whole life. You know, funny story, uh, several years ago, I got all into the, I read the life-changing magic of tidying up and mm -hmm. totally did that. And it was but right before we started selling back on eBay, though, and I, I started crying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we, get, we, we donated like three pickup trucks full of Wow. Stuff. Yeah, we had a friend who works for a thrift store and she came out with her helpers three times and loaded up a pickup truck. And then about, what, six months later, we started selling on eBay. And it was like for, for the next year, we're like, oh, man, we had this. We had this. <laughs> we had this. At least it went to a good spot. Yeah, so, you know, it went to a good spot. It was for like youth alternatives or something. But yeah. still, I was like, yeah. oh, wow, we gave away a lot of stuff. And she would even ask us, are you sure you want to give this away? And I was like, mm -hmm. it does not bring me joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was agony for me, by the way. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. I know I, I read that book as well. Um, I am a huge fan of Marie Kondo. I love the show as well. I love what she's done for this movement. Um, I appreciate um, how respectful she is of physical things. Like I, I really connect with the message that she gives on that to be more respectful and mindful of how you treat your belongings. Um, I, I just find that if you do a little bit at a time, it becomes more of your daily life. I just worry sometimes that people will do one big clear and then think like okay that's it forever and honestly like I still clear all the time you know if I didn't my my home would be full again um it's it just how it happens yeah ours is getting there like I just said I was as we were going through the closet I was just yeah. like we've got to do this again because yeah. it does it messes with your mind and mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel like an alignment and Larissa and I have had an, a long debate which I think I finally recently just won about the the uh how the um your workspace clutter can really mess with your mind even if you're not aware of it. Because I think she finally got sick of that room where we have most of our inventory for our vintage store and she moved out of it and she went downstairs. And yeah, she, instead of cleaning that room, I just moved down and <laughs> I moved my computer downstairs. <laughs> well, yeah, it's having, it's having these visible representations of uh, projects you haven't finished or things yeah. you wish you had done but you didn't and, and it's, it's true as you, yeah and it really happens on a sub subconscious level um so I can totally see that I think that having a clear workspace is so important because you need to have so much confidence to work from home and confidence comes from being like yes I can keep this area how I want it so yeah, that's kind of why I have my own little space, like my music stuff and why I do that because I have to, it has to be like exactly what you were just saying. It will mess with me, my mind, and I'll just feel overwhelmed if I see too much uh, clutter around me. And I'm pretty yeah. much not, I'm not allowed to put anything down in here except my water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good boundary, Vicki. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad, that's going back to yeah. the foundation. That was a boundary for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then in the roadmap, um, talking about clearing your mind, I'm just going to give like, to me, this is, if there's one thing you do to help keep your mind clear, 
I don't know if people think I'm going to say meditate, but honestly, even before meditating, my suggestion is to not check your phone in bed in the morning. It has taken me years to beat this habit. And honestly, even if I do it once, you know, you just kind of wake up groggy and you do it the next day, even if I haven't done it for months, the next day I can feel that addictive pull again. Mm -hmm. So for anyone listening that has that sense of thought overload or like you can't quite get a handle on your days or life just feels like it's speeding by, please, please, please give this a try and just turn your phone completely off if you're able to with work or however you need to deal with your phone. Um, Leave it off until after breakfast. Have some time to just let your mind be because as soon as you open up social media and your email, you're letting other people take over your thoughts and it comes in like, like a freight train. Um, so truly that, and, and then once you get a handle on that, try meditating for a day, for a minute or five minutes a day. Cause that, that is also life changing. Yeah. And, and I will say the phone thing has gotten so much worse for me. Um, you know, since all of this has been going on with yes. the pandemic and, yes. you know, because, and I was just telling Vicki this morning that, you know, there are moments where, I, I mean, I really can say I, I miss our routines from before because, you know, we've worked from home for several years now, so that's no different. But now we don't have the the outlets to, you know, go to the movies or go to the museum or, or do estate sales on weekends like we used to. And, you know, when we were doing all that, I really didn't go to my phone as much. Mm-hmm. But now I, I really feel myself, it's like, just any contact, any contact, you know, um, because I, I love her and contact with Vicky is great, but you know, it's, it's not the same as going out and talking to people too, you know? And so I think I'm, I kind of turn to that and then you're right. I mean, I get sucked in and then mm-hmm. I start reading, you know, news and then I start seeing this and then I get mad and then, you know, and, and it disturbs my sleep and yeah, yep. so you're totally right. One, one thing I started doing was I started, because you're so right on, I was just nodding when you were like talking about leaving your phone. I will stay in bed reading my phone or just mindlessly scrolling through things for an hour if I'm not careful. And stuff that, it's like eating candy when you wake up or something. It's like no <laughs> substance, really. Yep. I, I like to say that, oh, I pull up the times and, you know, whatever. Now, I mean, it's like usually something that's that's dumb that I'm just, you know, getting sucked into. And it can really mess with my day. Uh, one thing I heard from... Uh, What's her name? Mel Mel Robbins, mm-hmm. I think, uh, is about leaving your phone in another room. And um, I started doing that. And I do that probably about maybe four days out of the week now because I'll convince myself, oh, well, what if something big happens now? I am not talking with my family very much. But, you know, in all these years, I can't there's never really been a big emergency. And plus, she'll keep her phone in the room. So, I mean, if something really happened, um, you know, we'd we'd get her phone. I usually, mine usually goes on do not disturb immediately. I have it set to where it goes on there at 10 p.m. anyways till 7 a.m. And uh, so I wouldn't get that necessarily anyway. So I just started leaving in the other room and that little habit has helped me get going in a different way in the morning. Yep. And I, I, for me, it literally, I can feel the difference, like tension from my temples goes away. 
And if I check my phone right away, even if I'm not seeing any bad news, it's just the barrage of so much information all at once. Um, it's like I get a tightness, not a, not quite a headache, but I, I get a tightness and yeah, brain's just whirling and then half paying attention to making breakfast and half paying attention to my husband and um, very unintentional way to live. So, and again, just full disclosure, because like I said, and like vegetarian Zen always talks about, like it's progress over perfection. Um, but I had one week in June um, where I was averaging over seven hours on my phone a day. Mm-hmm. Like wow. it's a practice. You know, when I got yeah. that weekly report on my iPhone, I nearly fell over. I was like, mm-hmm. what am I doing with my life right now? But there was just so so much information to consume um and so I did uh and so I really had to get again lining up with my values lining up with how I want to show up in the world and now the phone uh doesn't doesn't go on in the morning it's hard so yeah, it, yeah, it is hard. It is hard. And like I said, especially now, and then, you know, it, it leads to you feeling um, just unmotivated and just um, blah, you know, mm-hmm. just not wanting to do anything, not wanting to, you know, to, to be intentional, for lack yeah. of a better word. Um, so, <laughs> I yeah, think that's so, a great word choice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, um, so let's move on to phase three. And you've kind of... Um, I've gone through the first two phases. So when you, when you set your foundation and you've cleared your physical clutter, your mental clutter, and we didn't really touch on finances, but, uh, you know, gotten your finances in order. Um, what about going forward? How do you, how do you maintain that? And, and what do you do, you know, in the future? I think a missing piece, and especially for the decluttering um, piece of it, you really need to understand that the only way that the efforts are going to last into your future is if you change your habits moving forward. Mm -hmm. So you can say clear out, you know, a huge room in your house and get everything out and donated. But if you don't adjust, um, you know, how you're shopping or how you look at your belongings um, and your daily habits, it, it can quite easily come back in. Um, and then I also think of uh, supportive habits, like I, I write in my journal every day, and this can be different for everyone. And that's also the thing. This will be different for everyone. Just because I journal every day doesn't mean it's the be-all and end-all perfect thing that everyone should do. But what are the daily habits that you can put into place so that all of this work that you've done will stay with you and then you can um, you can keep the momentum and you can stay close to your values and you can keep living with intention. And then the very last piece, which is super important is intentional living will affect you greatly. And um, my hope is that if you follow this roadmap, it will improve your life, but how are you showing up to improve the world around you? So anytime that you're going after something bigger in the world, if you can connect that to being a better member of your community or the community um, at large, it's just going to fuel your 
your actions and it's going to help you stay committed to what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, so that's, that was my last piece of the roadmap is to make sure that you're being of service, that we're, we're not just doing this for ourselves, but that we're doing it for others as well. Yeah, it's amazing when we take the focus off of ourselves, how we can change our perspective. You know, we can see like, how can I be of service to somebody else? That really is a very powerful thing to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, one note I wanted to make about journaling, because I am also a very passionate about journaling, and I think it's like meditation in some ways, though. I think people, uh, it can be a little overwhelming to think about the practice of journaling, because I think of getting out this beautifully bound, you know, uh, <laughs> journal with a with a, a quill and, you know, yes. and like, you know, like meditation, people think sometimes it means like I'm sitting still for an hour and mm-hmm. just uh, uh, with trying to keep thoughts from sneaking into my head. And of course, that's very overwhelming to think about. I, I would just encourage people to think, try to think about those things differently, meditation and journaling, because like for meditation, one of the things that, and I, I have a pretty regular practice. I've gotten away from it for a little bit, but I was getting really consistent with it. And one of the ways that it helped that I got into it was one minute, two minutes, Three minutes and then just kind of feeling what that felt like. And sometimes some of these apps can help you too. I love there's a commercial for Calm and I love it where it's just like a like a 30 second and it's just a little timer and it just says like clear like like don't do anything or something. And it's just going around and I was like, like that is such just just rain in the back. It's like you just meditated. I mean you just put yourself in the moment. So just encouraging people to think about what journaling too looks like because it's not I think if people can just think of if people just think of like a dear diary type of thing that is, or, or a bullet journal, like for a anyone who's journal. listening that knows bullet journals, like that's way too much for me. My journals don't look like that. <laughs> yeah. They're gorgeous. I like looking at them on Instagram, but I could never ever keep that up. I just and what's writing. funny is that the actual <laughs> traditional bullet journal doesn't look anything like that. Right, oh, Ryder Carroll. That. What's that? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Look at Ryder Carroll is the guy who okay. created the bullet journal concept. It's very minimalistic. People just took, took it to a different level with all the decorating and all that kind of stuff, which I think is cool. I love watching those videos, but I'm like, I, I too was like, oh, I'd like to do that. And no, it just doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just don't have the time to do it. And I'm not that artistic, I guess. But um, I, I guess my point is just to think about, try to think about, there's apps too. I have an app called Day One. And sometimes it's just uh, all I do for journaling is if I take a picture of something cool I saw and maybe just write about what I thought about it, you know, or whatever, why I thought it was cool. And these are things you can pull up and you can look at over mm-hmm. time to maybe see how you're changing too and how you're evolving. Love it. Yeah, any anytime you go to do something that you know is really good for you and then you automatically come up with the excuse of why you can't do it, stop yourself and think, okay, what version of this can I do? I might not be a bullet journal journaler who can deck out every page and have picture-perfect writing. Fine, what can I do? Can I type on my notes app and just write a sentence or two a day? Can I have a gratitude list where I'm literally writing one thing every day that I'm grateful for, you know, like that's the the piece of being intentional is that you get to decide. There's all these examples of beautiful ways that people are living their best lives, but the most fun is getting to take a little bit from all of them and make it your own. So, right. And I love the one minute meditation. It's true. It helps. 
It does. And yeah. you'll find yourself getting addicted to it. And that's how, that's how I kind of grew that. Yep. So in your roadmap, you close it with three questions. And I like these questions because I think they're also great journaling prompts. Mm. So um, one of the questions, and I'll just read them, and then maybe you can just say what stands out to you from them if, if that's cool. So the first question you had is, uh, if I had more time, how could I use it to improve my local community? If I had more money, where could I reallocate a portion of it to help others? And then what are my greatest strengths that can help organizations with their mission? And I really like these because, again, they are getting back to the, to the question or to the point you make about being of service to others. Yeah, and I think that a lot of times we declutter or we try, it's so easy to say, I don't have time to do that. I wish I could volunteer or I wish I could donate more money. Um, but I can't because, and I would just challenge anyone that finds themselves saying that often, that using questions like this and getting really clear on how you could actually help because every little action from every single one of us does help. It's the smallest actions that we take multiplied across however many people decide to do them. That's what makes a positive change in the world. It's not waiting until your life is you know, your bank account has such amount of money or until, you know, you have a different job that you feel more relaxed at so that you can volunteer, you know. So I just think that it's a good challenge to think, you know, how can I line my life up now to make a greater difference? Excellent. Well, Jen, it has been awesome having you on the show. Where uh, can people find you? Yes, so my website is clearyourlife.ca because like I said, I'm Canadian. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I'm most active on Instagram. So at clearyourlife on Instagram, Um, sharing affirmations and clearing projects and all sorts of fun stuff. Very cool. And on your website at clearyourlife.ca, you also have a guide, right? Uh, A Clear Your Life guide? Yep. Yeah. So it's a free download that you can get that will just break down the process of doing those tiny clearing projects like I was talking about so that you're not going into every decluttering project thinking you have to reinvent the wheel. I thought it would be most helpful to give a really repeatable, simple process that you can do on something as small as a drawer or as big as your kitchen. Um, And it will, it will work and it'll keep you on track. So it's at clearyourlife.ca slash guide. Awesome. We'll have all the links in the show notes. Jen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, that was an amazing interview. That is really cool. I'm glad we got her on the show. She has, now Jen and I, you know, we we do go back a little bit. So I, I knew Jen and I knew what she did. Uh, and it's, so it was overdue, I think, that we yeah. got together. But this is really helpful. I really appreciate when someone can take what could seem like a very difficult concept mm-hmm. and, and breaks it down in a way that I think it's workable. Yeah. Because, Definitely. Yeah, because, you know, I and I was all into the productivity stuff for a while, and I still am, but, you know, I was coaching it when I was back in my corporate world, and uh, in the corporate world, and it that's really what it's about, is about mm-hmm. taking all these complex things and just breaking it down into their simplest forms. Yeah, and, you know, I think, um, like we kind of touched on a little bit, um, 
That's so important now, um, too. I know this content is, is kind of evergreen, so it'll be out there. But now meaning like coronavirus now and, you know, when we're at home and feeling like maybe we can't control a lot of stuff uh, around us, that that's one thing we can, mm-hmm. you know, is yeah. what's actually around us physically. <laughs> Ruthie that was, agrees. Uh, Ruthie, yeah, that was Ruthie shaking her head. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I think that's, that's especially... Um, relatable right now definitely well as we mentioned we will have links to everything uh, to jen's site to where you can find her and also to some of the freebie guide that she has on her on her website and it's a good one yeah i think that does it for our episode this week until next time peace out bye thanks for joining us today on vegetarian zen we've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet You can download it right now by visiting VegetarianZen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. 